time to get into a comfortable but alert meditation posture. Don't worry too much about sitting cross-legged. Even on a stool, one can meditate quite well. Even on a chair, if your hips are not flexible enough. But we try to keep the backbone, the spine upright. But not too, too artificially. Good result is if you imagine that there's this little string attached right on the top of your head and someone is pulling you up on this little string which is pulling right on the center of your uh, top of the head. And if you imagine that, that is often then a very good posture as a result. The beautiful thing about meditation is all inside. It's not easy to sort out one's mind inside and to abandon unwholesome emotions and the defilements like anger, delusion, greed, desire, to establish wholesome emotions like faith, gratitude, loving-kindness, compassion, calmness, mindfulness, wisdom. But it's actually possible. The thousands and even millions have done that training. And we have the guarantee of the Buddha he said it is possible to abandon defilements, else he wouldn't teach it. It would be, that would be unfair to try to teach people something which is impossible for them to do. But we have the Buddha's assurance that if we follow his teaching, it will lead us to the end of our suffering. One of the unshakabilities of the Tathagatas, imperturbability, and no one can rightfully accuse him that if anyone follows his teaching, it doesn't lead him to Nibbana, that would be impossible. So we have the word of the Buddha and we have the example, the confirmation of that promise of the Buddha in all the great Kuba Ajans who have attained the same state of liberation as the Buddha. We know it can be done. But what are our chances to ever really sort out the external world Even if you become the president of the US and China at the same time, 
we wouldn't be able to really sort out this world, the whole universe is impossible. Now quite a few dedicated wives and they have tried to sort their husband sometimes for decades, not even sorting out one person or children. Just bringing up two children, this is kind of impossible to make them absolutely perfect. So it's a relief that we can leave the external world behind. We only have to work with what's going on in our own heart. A fantastic meditation. You don't even have to stop thinking. It's Buddha Nusati, recollecting the Buddha, remembering the Buddha, being mindful of the Buddha. Sometimes people say it's too difficult to meditate, I can't stop thinking. On this meditation, there's no need. You can continue thinking. But think only of the Buddha. A very effective, easy way of filling our mind with uh, wholesomeness, with goodness. And the Buddha is the epitome the embodiment of all virtuous, good and noble qualities uh, any being that can develop. Total perfection of all power means. And when we contemplate and when we think about the Buddha exclusively, And all our thoughts, our perceptions are exclusively maintained on, on the Buddha. Before we know, our mind is filled with beauty and wholesome emotions. One way of doing it is just repeating Itipiso Bhagavan Vadahang Sama Sambudho Vichat Vadana Sampano Sugato Loka Vidu 
Anottaro Purisadhamma Sarati Sattha Deva Manasvanam Buddha Bhagavati Itipiso Bhagavadaham Many, virtually all traditional Buddhists know that main formula given by the Buddha himself describing his most important attributes and just reciting that, repeating that mentally in our mind. If you find that too long, and over time the mind may want to settle down over on something more simple, one can just repeat Buddha, 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 Buddha. This is how so many of the great Kovachans in our tradition established their the preliminary meditation object, their, maybe, maybe better to call it a fundamental meditation object to settle the mind in samadhi. My own favorite mantra is of medium length. The holy so I find a little bit too long for settling. But just Buddha, Buddha, my mind seems to be a little bit too complicated. I find that sometimes too simple. If it's a little bit more difficult, I find it easier to stay with it. So my own favorite is Bhagava Adahang Buddha Buddha Adahang Bhagava 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 Please feel free to use whatever works best for you. Any other extract or combination note of the long ATP zone which you find most inspiring or most easily flowing in repetition is all good. The main thing is that it works, that you can stick with it, that it reminds you of the Buddha, that it uplifts you.
Now our only job is sticking with that mantra. Come what may, you just repeat it in our mind constantly. Bhagavan Adaham Buddha Buddha Adaham Bhagavan 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 If we really mean what we are mentally repeating, Bhagavad, the exalted one, the blessed one, Adahan, the worthy one, the noble one, Buddha, the awakened one, the enlightened one, the one who has woken up out of the slumber of delusion, out of the dream of ignorance. If you are visually inclined, you can at the same time imagine a beautiful Buddha statue and just bringing up a mental image of the Buddha 
Usually that will be a statue, unless you have some good idea what the Buddha truly looked like. If you're not so visual, then just don't worry, maybe you can just stay with the words, that's enough. We suddenly notice that our mind is lost in other thoughts, planning for tomorrow, binging about what happened last week, engaging in fantasies or horror scenarios. We just quickly notice with mindfulness and we just gently bring the mind back to our, our mantra of the Buddha. And we do that with endless patience. Each time we notice the mind has gone somewhere else, we don't complain, we don't blame ourselves, we just bring the mind back. A hundred times in one meditation, a thousand times, never mind.
very important we mindfully observe the sati, sampradhanya, mindfulness and clear comprehension, mindfulness and awareness, wisdom. What is the emotional response of our mind of remembering the Buddha and repeating this mantra? Uh, remembering the Buddha is not just an intellectual act. If we think of the Buddha, it's connected with an emotion, with a feeling. The emotion of confidence, faith, devotion is a very pleasant feeling, an uplifting emotion, a joyful feeling. And we notice that. And that's what this meditation is really all about. The mantra is just meant to bring up that emotion of faith, devotion, confidence. Mantra is meant to bring up that joyful, uplifting, joyful, uplifting and buoyant the feeling Vedana. So we mindfully notice and watch how that emotion is becoming stronger. While we repeat the mantra, we allow the emotion of confidence, devotion, faith, to suffuse our whole body and mind. It's nothing harmful, it's a totally wholesome emotion to feel that faith and devotion to the Lord Buddha. We don't have to hold back, we can allow that emotion to completely fill our heart to the brim till it's overflowing with that beautiful emotion. But we must never lose or neglect our mantra, the repetition of that mantra, Bhagavan Adaham Bhuttaho Bhuttaho Adaham Bhagavan Bhagavan Adaham Bhuttaho Bhuttaho Adaham Bhagavan. 
And that is the foundation, the cause of all this beautiful, strong emotion suffusing our body and mind. So we maintain the mantra uninterruptedly, repeating mentally. And in this way we continue building up the emotion of sadha, prema, faith and devotion to the Buddha. And as the emotion becomes stronger and the feeling more joyful and turning into the gladness, rapture and even bliss, it can become strong enough to allow our heart to unify internally. So we kind of allow the heart to get carried away by that emotion into unification and samadhi.
can we can we all feel the effect it has on our mind uh, to keep the Buddha in mind, to remember and recollect him and his uh, unique qualities. If it's really good, I would suggest. So why do we keep all these other people in mind? It's curious that we often like to agonize about people we find most difficult. What does it feel like if you think for one hour about someone who has hurt you or harmed you? And we feel utterly miserable after one hour thinking about that person. But it's our choice. We can instead think one hour about the Buddha, or the supreme being in the universe, and all the goodness, the way to enlightenment he has given to all of us. We feel the light and joyful, confident, fearless, calm, and connected to a supreme wisdom, insight, and knowledge. And of course, we can do Buddha Nusati, we can remember the Buddha by walking. If people fall in love, they can think about the object of their desire in any posture, at any time, any moment. If people are seething with anger and resentment, they can think about the object of their anger and resentment in any posture any time, even while they're working, isn't it? Even while they're very busy, if they're really upset with someone, there's nothing that stops us from thinking about that person. This shows us, as an example, that it's just as very possible to think about the Buddha all the time. <laughs> 